Hey there, my name is Allie Robinson. I am a certified personal trainer and running coach, and I am here to love, support, and guide you through this amazing journey to crushing your goals. We will talk about all things running, racing, strength training, nutrition, and weight loss without forgetting the real talk like mental health and motherhood. It's like a coffee date with your bestie, except I have the credentials, personal experience, and client testimonials to back it all up. So grab your favorite water bottle, put on your headphones, start your workout, and join me for something wonderful. As we head into the holidays and we are in the season for giving, I want you to remember small businesses and small businesses just like mine because I don't have any sponsors for the show. I record these podcasts every single week to give you guys free content and information to help you on your running journey. So if you would like to support this show and support me, one of the easiest and best ways that you guys can do that is by heading over to Amazon and looking at some of the many journals that I have available. They make perfect stocking stuffers and gifts for the people that you love, maybe to buy something for yourself to help you improve your running in 2024 for the coming new year. My running journal is perfect for anybody that is just getting started on their running journey or looking to get more intentional about their training so they can reach their goals for 2024. My mindset journal is also a really great gift for anybody that is looking to be really strategic with leveling up their mindset and getting really focused on their goals. So my mindset journal and my running journal are really, really great gifts. I also have a weight loss journal and a nutrition journal. Those are also up and available on Amazon. And you guys, I really appreciate everybody that listens. I appreciate everybody that has already purchased my journals or reached out and asked about coaching. It means so much to me and I appreciate you guys so much. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. Today I have a little bit of a special episode for you because I am going to give you some of my official Coach Alley unpopular opinions. And as a coach, I just have some things that my clients might not necessarily agree with. So I just wanted to come out and make an episode about all of Allie's um, unpopular opinions. Okay, now, these are my opinions, right? You can take it, you can leave it, but these are just things that I want to make you aware of when you are on your running journey. Just some of the things that in my profession as a coach I have seen have negative effects on runners and these are going to be things that you might love and enjoy about running and I do not want to take that away from you but I am going to give you some of my opinions and at least give you some reasons why. All right so 
we're just going to get right into it today. Right into it, okay? So, unpopular opinion number one is I don't necessarily like Strava, okay? There's kind of like a saying of like, if it didn't happen on Strava, like it didn't happen, right? Or if it's not on Strava, it didn't happen. And that mentality, I think, can be really hurtful in some ways. And if you don't know what Strava is, um, Strava is an app that's kind of like social media for running and runners, which can have some really awesome benefits, right? Um, Running is a solo sport. It can be a little bit lonely. Um, So to kind of have a social media aspect for running is an awesome idea right? It can kind of like gamify running a little bit. Um, You know, if you see what other people are doing, it might inspire you. But the reason that I don't like Strava is because when you are seeing everybody else's stats, right, about how their runs are going, how fast, how far, you know, their runs are, it can sometimes have a negative effect, right? Of like, well, if they're doing that and they're doing so awesome, we can kind of get that comparisonitis, right? Where we start comparing ourselves to others rather than focusing on our own journey. And another thing that I see is that runners are more likely to push themselves a little bit to hard in order to make their Strava stats better, right? So if you're supposed to be doing an easy run, you might be finding yourself pushing your speed a little bit too fast for what you're specifically training for because you know that those stats are going to be on Strava and that your friends are going to see and you want to be at a specific pace, okay? Training is very specific to you. You need to stay in your own lane. You need to stay on your own course. And we can't get caught up in what other people are going to think of us or trying to get better numbers because just because we are getting in some really fast training runs and it's going on Strava doesn't mean that that is the best and most strategic thing for your training season, okay? So I am not a huge fan of Strava. I think that it has its benefits, but if you are really trying to be strategic or you're really trying to get in some good easy runs and follow an 80-20 kind of method to help increase your speed and you've got those Strava stats kind of lingering in the back of your head, you might want to take a break from it for a little bit, okay? The next thing, I know, I know I'm going to get some crap for this. I know it. But I'm not necessarily a fan of Disney races. Now, I do have to say that I have actually never done a Disney race. Okay, I actually have no desire to do a Disney race and I know that makes me a bad guy. I know that makes me a terrible person, but 
living in Miami. Um, the Disney races really isn't that far of a drive. Um, I've taken my son to Disney. He absolutely, I love Disney. I grew up, um, you know, going to Disneyland all the time. Um, so I love Disney, okay? I am the Disney girl. I'm the Disney princess. But I'm not a fan of the Disney races. And that is because as a coach... Disney races are so unlike any other race, okay? Disney races are like their own category of stuff, okay? It is an experience. It is going to be unlike any other marathon, half marathon, 5K, 10K you have ever done right? It can be magical with people dressing up in costumes and seeing characters. You know, I see the draw of it, right? I see the magic of it. But coming from as a coach from a race stance, it there's a lot of downsides to it, okay? And I would never, ever, ever suggest one of my clients's first like half marathons or full marathons to be a Disney race. Okay. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, Disney races are incredibly expensive. Okay. It is a very expensive just to get into the race. Right. Um, but when you factor in travel and a hotel and all the things, it is a very expensive vacation on top of a race. Right. Um, the next thing is that the fact that I wouldn't have that be your first half marathon or full marathon is because they have very, very strict cutoff times. Okay. There are lots of people that have not, or have been swept up, right? You've, if you've ever heard of the balloon ladies, right? There's a lot of people that have missed the cutoff for Disney times. And the reason for those strict times is because they've got to get those parks open. And so they can't have people, um, you know, hanging out all day on the course. They need people get, they need to get people through and uh, they need to make sure that they can open up their parks completely again. Okay. So very strict cutoffs. The next thing is that it is very, 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 very crowded, okay? There's a lot of steps to getting to the Disney races. You got to get to your corral, and you've got to take buses and transit to get to the races. Um, The start time for the race is really early in the morning. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning, and so people are lining up for buses and to get into their corrals at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay, so you have to wake up very, very, very early for a very, very early start time. And, uh, you know, like I said, this isn't it's not terrible. Right. I've had many, many clients do Disney races. Right. Um, But if you are looking to PR a race or if this is going to be your very first race, 
know that this experience is not just a typical marathon. This race is going to be so unlike any other experience. I know that it's going to be wonderful and magical, but there's just some things that I think take away from the hype of Disney races. Okay, so I know I'm the bad guy for that one, but... I'm very strong on my opinion on Disney races are not all they are cut out to be. All right. So talking about races, the next thing that I'm not totally on board with is beer or alcohol served at finish lines. Okay. And I know this is a very popular, unpopular opinion, right? I know that people looking forward to their beer at the end of a hard race is something that is really motivating to people. And I'm not necessarily even worried about the 5K or 10K. But if you just got done running a half marathon or a full marathon, you have put your body under a lot of stress. Your body is going to be depleted of nutrients. Your body is going to be dehydrated no matter how much water you drink while you are running. And so in my mind, as a coach and someone that is very health conscious, the last thing that I would want to do would be to drink alcohol, would be to dehydrate my body even more um, and also put off you know, rehydrating as well as getting nutrients back into your body. Like I said, you're completely depleted. And so when you are drinking alcohol, your body is not able to fully, uh, you know, fully take in any nutrients that you do end up consuming. Uh, same thing with your healing, right? Um, your body is going to prioritize metabolizing the alcohol, right? Your body is going to prioritize getting the alcohol out of your system over going into healing mode. So when you consume alcohol after a run, your body is putting off the healing process because it's got to get rid of that alcohol first before it can focus on healing any micro stresses and damage that happened during your race. Okay, so I am not on board with beer or alcohol at finish lines after a race. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I said you guys weren't going to like some of these things. But as a coach, these are just things that I want you to think about before going and redeeming your beer ticket after a race. Okay? The next unpopular opinion that I have is using mild weather as an excuse to not get in your training run, okay? Now, I do want to emphasize mild weather, okay? I'm not talking about when it's 105 degrees outside or when it is in, you know, the 20s, okay? I am talking about when it is maybe a little bit too warm or a little bit too cold for your comfort level, right? When it's maybe not super convenient to be running outside and it's you're using it as an excuse to not put in 
your training. And the reason I say this is not because I want you guys to be uncomfortable, right? Actually, I do want you guys to be a little uncomfortable and build that mental toughness, but that's besides the point. Um, you know, I it, it's not that I want you to put you guys in situations that are uncomfortable or, you know, even, you know, dangerous. I never want to put you guys in a dangerous situation, but we have a sport that requires us to do it outside for the most part, right? And so for races, most races go on like it rain or shine, right? It doesn't matter what the weather is unless it is a hurricane or a tornado or it's literally a blizzard outside. Most races go on. Okay, so if you have been training only on the days when the weather is beautiful outside, right, you never know what is going to happen on race day, right? I mean, even think about races that are like in the spring. For my for my people that live in cold weather places, right, you could have a day where, you know, you could have a day in the springtime And you don't know if it is going to be super, super cold and snowy or if it's going to be a super hot kind of spring day, right? You have no idea what is going to happen. It's very hard to predict some of those seasons. And so if you're not used to training in the cold and you only ever run on the treadmill when it's cold outside and you're planning on doing a spring race, hoping that it's going to be nice and warm, what happens when there is suddenly snow in April for your half marathon, right? Are you going to be prepared physically and mentally to do a race when it's cold and snowing, right? You have to be prepared for the unexpected. And so I would rather you do a couple training runs throughout your season of training that are in weather that's maybe not the most fun, right? If it's going to be cold, layer up, be safe about it, be smart. If it's super hot, you know, make sure that you're drinking lots of water and taking care of your body in that aspect. But you want to make sure that you're prepared for whatever conditions are going to hit you on race day. And being an outside sport, that means we're at the mercy of weather. Um, same thing, uh, rain, right? I know that running in the rain is not the most fun. Living in Florida, I have had lots of rainy days and lots of rainy runs. And you know what? I can tell you it's not very fun, but it builds that mental toughness because I have also had many races that I have done where it has rained for all or part of the race. Okay, and it is in my mind, it is always so much better to be fully prepared. Okay, if you've never ran in the race in the rain before, Are you going to know what to do on race day? Okay, maybe I'll do like an entire episode or like a mini episode all about tips to like run in the rain because there are some tips and tricks that make running in the rain a little bit less miserable and a little bit better. Um, 
but you want to make sure that you know what you need to do in order to get through a rainy run if it happens to be raining on race day okay so my big kind of pet peeve is not using mild weather as a reason not to train okay again not telling you to put yourself in a dangerous situation, okay, because weather can be really bad at times, right? But if it's a little too hot, a little too cold, a little too rainy, I want you to think about what happens if this is the type of weather that happens on race day. Are you just going to drop out of the race, all right? Um, the next one, it's an unpopular opinion, and I wish this could go without saying but it needs to be mentioned again. But runners that run with an injury, okay, or runners that ignore pain, all right? Now, I know, I know us runners can have super high pain tolerances and we think that we can kind of go through and push through anything, but... We need to also get better at listening to our bodies, right? You know, it's so easy for us to kind of ignore that little kind of nagging discomfort, that little tightness, that little, um, you know, soreness, right? But that, that discomfort, that soreness, that tightness can turn into something much bigger if we continue to push through and ignore it, okay? So if any of my clients complain about having any sort of aches or pains, they're going to get a little bit upset with me when I tell them, hey, let's take a day or two to rest it out and see what happens, right? I am never going to tell someone to push through and, you know, just you know, ignore the pain. I'm never going to tell someone that ever, okay? Because we have to listen to our bodies when it's whispering so we do not have to hear our bodies scream, okay? And if you know that you have an injury, right, stop running. Stop trying to push through, Okay, you're not going to allow your body to heal if we're just ignoring the pain. And I get it, especially if you are in a training season and if you have a race coming up or you've been training for something for a really long time and looking forward to something for a really long time. Man, I know how much it sucks to be faced with an injury, but your long term health is so much more important to me than one single race. And I would hate to see you push through the pain and push through on race day for that little discomfort to turn into a really bad injury that takes weeks or even months for you to heal from. Okay, I would rather you take a week or two to rest and recover so that way you can hopefully continue training or work towards another race rather than having a huge major setback. Okay, so I am not a fan of pushing through and running with an injury. Okay, the last one that I will say is... 
and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but stopping your watch during a training run. Okay, so a lot of my clients send me their Garmin links, right? They do their runs and they send me their Garmin stats from their watch after their runs and workouts, right? And one of my big things is that I do not want my athletes to stop their watch during their training run. And I know that's really difficult and I know it's super tempting, but the reason for this is because the clock doesn't stop during a race. Okay, so I know it's irritating if your shoe comes untied and you have to stop and tie your shoe. I know it's irritating if you have to go to the bathroom. You're taking all of this precious time and go and pee instead of running. I know it's infuriating when we have to stop at crosswalks and or stop at streetlights. And so we can't cross the street and get ran over by a car. Um, I know it's super frustrating when we're just standing there or we're not running and our clock is still ticking. Okay, but the thing is, is that when we are pausing our watches, one, the clock doesn't stop during a race, right? So if you're going to the bathroom during your race, then, um, you know, it, 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 that's going to affect your, your time, right? If your shoe comes untied during a race, that is going to affect your time. So while hopefully that only happens in training that your shoe comes untied and that hopefully will never happen to you during a race, I I want it to almost be a lesson, right? Of like, hey, making sure your shoes are, are double tied and triple tied and, you know, tied really securely so they won't come undone on a race because you know how much valuable time, you know, stopping and tying your shoe takes because you've seen it tick, um, you know, while you were on a training run, right? If you pause your watch when you are at a traffic light, right? If you are waiting to cross the street and you stop your watch, you know, that is altering your data on your Garmin, right? Because it's ultimately acting as a little tiny baby recovery, whether it is 30 seconds or a minute, you are essentially getting a recovery where your heart rate is coming down, your um, your heart is pumping blood throughout your body, and then you can start back with your run going a little bit faster because you had that, you know, couple seconds of a recovery, okay? So if you stop and start your Garmin every time you have to stop at a crosswalk or a stoplight, it's gonna skew your Garmin data. And I know it's only gonna be a little bit, and I know it's only gonna be slightly off, But I want us to just get in the habit that when we do our runs, start your watch and let that watch keep going until your run is done. Okay, that is going to give us the most accurate idea of what is happening during our runs, where our heart rate is, and how we are performing. Okay, because the clock doesn't stop on race day. Okay, so that's it, you guys. 
Those are Coach Allie's very unpopular opinions. I know you might not agree with everything. So, you know, if you want to if you want to continue this conversation, um, you know, feel free to send me a message on Instagram, Allie at something underscore wonderful uh, or send me an email to Allie at something um, I always like to hear from you guys. I like when you guys, um, you know, send me feedback about your thoughts and opinions on the topics that I talk about, um, during the podcast. So if you got some opinions, uh, about maybe things that you don't like about the running world or your unpopular opinions, um, I would love to hear them. Okay. So that is it for me today, everybody. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. To show your support for the show, please take a moment to rate and review wherever you are listening to your episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at something underscore wonderful, and you can even join my free Facebook group, Weight Loss for Runners. And remember, my friends, until next time, you are something wonderful.